Have you ever wondered what the mindset you need to succeed on your healing journey looks like? Today, you're in luck. This is the Overcoming PTSD podcast. My name's Kayleen, and in our interview today, Carlton breaks down the principles of what made him successful and how he became the epitome of an independent healer, but most importantly, how you can too. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I did, and let's dive right on in. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm good, doing well. It's great to have you on. Yeah, thank you so much. That uh, always messes everything up, right? Like one day, everything has to get shifted, but it's it's good to be to good be to be here and to be ready to rock and roll. Now you're all healthy for the holidays. That's right. That's the most important thing. I always do that around the holidays. I'm like, I get all amped up and I add extra stuff, extra stuff. I'm like, we could do this and this and this, and then I kind of burn the candle at both ends. Can relate. Learn the lesson. So (laughs) totally relate to that. Just wait till you have kids. I can't imagine. I, I don't know if you're all were, over. Like, I cannot imagine being spread like that thin. Something we talked about very early on in our relationship. I want five kids. He wants four kids. So like an insane. You can't have four and a half. We're thinking maybe one of them will be a twin and it will call it at four, but, or we'll have six. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can't imagine that, especially this time of year. We uh, we rent the condo that we're in now from a, a couple of friends and they have three young kids and they're like from Halloween till like the new year. It's just nonstop craziness. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. And then mine are 19 and 20. Both have girlfriends. So it's like <clears throat> they're all over. Yeah, that's uh, I can't imagine, but it has to be fun as well, right? It is. You know, it's. I've been divorced for over 10 years, so it's, uh, we just kind of go with the flow at this juncture. Go with and the they're flow. in Atlanta right now. I'm in North Carolina, so. And they're where, you said? Atlanta. Okay. Yep. So. so is that I may end up having to go tomorrow. My One of my best friends, her mother just passed away, so the mm. funeral's tomorrow. So I may try and go and then do Thanksgiving evening with the kids. So, but we'll see. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your friend's mom. And that also sounds like a interesting opportunity to get down there. Cause that's not drivable. It's flyable, right? Well, it's, three, it's, it's just over three hours. It's not bad. It's an easy drive. Yeah. Oh. I wouldn't. Fly. Yeah. It's that's not, not bad. bad. No, it's a straight shot. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Cool. Well, Thank you so much for being on here. Thank you so much for your flexibility with that. I love just already like the go with the flow. That seems like the mindset to have as a parent. We're going to need a lot more of that. Um, (laughs) But it's great to have you on Carlton and we can kind of jump in and get started if you want. Like I said, I really appreciate your patience and your flexibility there. Uh, How we usually start is if you just want to do like just a quick intro of yourself, uh, how long you've been in the program, kind of what you want to chat about today. And then we'll we'll just kind of have a conversation. Yeah. Um, so I think our first conversation was towards the end of October. So that would put me in or around just a month uh, in the program. I down or I got the right away after um, you and I spoke. We I got the information. I dove right in right away. Uh, got my books. The following week. Um, so, yeah, I've just been luckily, I've, I'm grateful. I've had the opportunity with free time. <clears throat> My mother had a knee surgery, so I've been able to spend eight to 10 hours pounding it out 
um, getting through the content, which is amazing. Um, so I did have that luxury as a part of my life to devote a lot of time to it early on. So with that said, I was able to get through the program, um, the content pretty quickly, um, just over three weeks, just under three weeks, actually. But yeah, so now I'm just going back through my workbooks and planning and utilizing those things that stuck and trying to master those that work for me at the moment. And then I'm going to circle back around and start going through the modules again. And hopefully something else will stick to put in my toolbox and just keep building. That is awesome, Carlton. And I, I really just right out the gate want to say, like, I am so, so proud of you. You went through at a seriously good pace. Like, that's a good clip to get through the entire program. It's no joke in regards to how much content yeah. that there is and how much action that there is. And I love that you just like you just dove headfirst into this and you put your whole self into it and you had the opportunity, which is awesome uh, to be able to spend that kind of time. So that's just awesome and fantastic. And you're going to go back through it. That's where people get so much. You know, I, I think of it like the first time you have this kind of wide net and a lot falls through that net. And the second time you kind of tighten that up, tighten that up right. each time that you go through the content, you learn something, you see through a different lens. It's unbelievable. So congratulations on that. That's a huge win in and of itself you know, what do you feel like, I, I like to ask people this, you know, to start, right? Because the program work, it's, it's not necessarily easy work. And at the same time, it's, it's not all that challenging either. So a question I like to ask is, what do you feel like, or what mindset were you able to bring to the program to get yourself to consistently show up like that and continue to go through the content and take action on it? You know, for me, <clears throat> mindset was something that I had had been and worked on for probably going back four years. So being in corporate America, you know, it's I trained leaders, sales teams, individuals. And really what it all boiled down to is mindset, proper communication. So. But throughout 20 and 21, you know what I was trained on myself and attempting to train others on I found myself in the spot where wow I'm I'm off but I knew it was out there I knew it was out there you know you talk about the ripple effect in the in the program and you know 2020 for me it wasn't bad you know I have a nutrition business that spiked while everything else fell apart and you know I'm a fairly patient person, you know, I kept telling myself, you know, this is gonna, this will be gone in a few weeks. Well, a few weeks led up to a few months. And then, you know, some of the projects I had working on, obviously, you know, they weren't operating to the capacity that they were previous. So that shut down. And then, you know, this past year just was challenging in a lot of ways. Like it, I felt like I was trying to recreate something and then you know, the things that I had anticipated rescheduling didn't reschedule. And now that ripple effect starting to take place. And it's like, and I just found myself in a spot. And so I knew, so I'm a perfectionist, but I'm also, you know, I, I love the, uh, you know, I talk about awareness, um, acceptance, 
accountability in action, right? That's kind of the, I call them gates. That's what I teach. So I was aware that something was going crazy. I wasn't willing to accept the reality of things. Still trying to run in that self-will. And I just kept the accountability for myself and from others was not something I wanted to receive personally. So yeah, when I reached out to you, it was like, I had the, the reality that I could look at the program as the big piece and become immediately overwhelmed. But I like to keep things simple and that's what you do in your program. So for me, everybody's unique. They learn differently. Like I'm a, I'm a thinker, I'm a visualizer. So the modules kind of did that for me. And just the fact that I could learn at my own pace, I knew I wasn't going to start day one, go through a module and have everything like, I'm good. Like, I've got it all. But I wanted to keep moving forward each day. And you talk about the wins. Okay, I got through this module. These are my takeaways. And then move on. And so I kept progressing pulling you know even going through like meditation was something oh man i know all this right i i those are the simple things i could overlook that but i chose to go through each one the examples and pick out like i still do the butterfly hug that was new to me right and that's so super simple and you know we can look at the simplicity the simplicity of things and those are the ones that usually get shoved to the side So I picked up the things that were new to me or things that stuck or rejuvenated things that I would kind of push away and just move forward with those. And, you know, you talk about being the master, having mastery in these things. It's like, you know, these are my, when I hear the battle cries, these are my go-tos because I still experience them. I'm not bulletproof, even though I got through all the modules, right? I'm, I'm not bulletproof. And, uh, you know, for me, just to have those things, the the simple things is a a lot of it, honestly, will move forward into what I currently do. So that's awesome. And I, you know, I love how you say, like, I'm not bulletproof just because I like got through this information. Right. And it is in the simple things. And one of the things sometimes I say is like, as a coach is like, sometimes it's not my job to teach you something brand new. Sometimes it's my job to reteach you something you already know or remind you of something you already know and like get you to take action on it, right? Like this information, I I wasn't the first person to create all of this information. This comes from a lot of groundwork that was laid before me, right? And so some people come into the program and we'll see maybe some things that they, especially in the beginning, some things that they know and, and do that kind of pushing aside. And it is life happens in the little moments and, and you really kind of took that and that's awesome. And, you know, back to kind of not being bulletproof, right? We're all human beings at the end of the day. And so this is a process that, you know, you kind of, you have to work through and you continue to grow in each of these areas and, you know, work closer and closer towards mastery and there's skills and tools that you build, you know, to do your full healing. And then you just take them with you like for the rest of your life on your journey, which is amazing and beautiful as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love said there about the little things because it's those are that's where the power comes in well and you know just an example just the flexibility like 
like I mentioned earlier, we're all different. We all learn differently. Different things affect us differently. And, you know, just the, just the routines and the morning and evening habits, it's like, I wouldn't say my evening habits were consistent, especially not as consistent as yours, (laughs) but Um, You know, I was doing a lot of the things you talk about every morning. I just never wrote them down. And I think part of that for me being in the corporate world for so long is I get overwhelmed. I don't like to be overwhelmed and I can get overwhelmed pretty quickly at times. So I kind of made what you teach unique to me and what works for me in the fact that I don't look at it as a to-do list or so I kind of have mixed it up, played with it. Like you talk about just experimenting different things. So I've created my passion list, which is my passion list is everything that's on my calendar that has been pre-planned. It's set in stone. That's what it is. So that's my passion list. Then I create it. So I look at my passion list in the evening. Like this is what I have on my calendar for tomorrow. And then the following morning, you know, I do some visualizations, kind of go through that, what that might look like. And then I create my desire list. Like, man, if these don't work out, here's my gaps right now. These are filler spots. If a meeting cancels or there's a no show, I've got a desire list. Like I can pick up my book and read that I'm prepared with me if I go somewhere I have my book I have apps at my fingertips so I have those time fillers instead of scrolling social media whatever so for me I you know I get up in the morning I look at my passion list this is where I'm going this is a part of my journey these are my non-negotiables as long as you know my morning routines as well but then also that desire list. And what I found is like at the end of the day, when I go back, when I review my, what I have for the next day, and then I look at that day's desire list, I've freed up so much time. A lot of my desires are checked off. Like without me having to consciously think about them, like, Hey, if this happens, it happens. If not, if I wake up tomorrow and this is included in today's desire list, I'll include it. But if not, it's no big deal. Chrome, I, I, I love that, right? One of the, the very first module in the program is called Independent Healing. And that's exactly what you did. I love what you just shared. And I love when people share that because it opened up my mind to like the way that you learn and the way that other people learn, right? Like you said, everybody is different. Everybody learns so, so differently. That's a lesson that I learned growing up. My brother is an extreme intellectual, valedictorian of our high school, went to Columbia University, graduated with a degree in physics like and I was an athlete and that's what I had going for me you know and it's amazing how different two individuals even from the same background can be and so going into the realm of teaching when I was going to college and learning how to teach that kind of gave me a leg up to know that I had to invent my own way of learning because I was dyslexic and things didn't work for me right and so that was so so important when we built the program that we wanted it to be the first thing, the very first thing. And you took that on and you ran with it. And I love that because that is so important, or at least that's something that I see as important. Would you say 
you know, obviously it's hard to put an actual number on it, but how important do you feel like that independence and that independent healing was of like taking something from the program and being inspired by it or like tweaking it to fit what works best for you? I home run for sure. Um, you know, and I think for me in the past, going through various types of coaching, whether, whatever, you know, it's like, okay, you have that trainer, that coach that lays out, this is how you walk the line and there's no room to nudge. So at least for me, you know, I could, I could do that, take that in and, you know, it sets you up for almost like a fail because that's their story, their journey, how they bits and pieced it together. And I'm here to create my own story and my journey, not to live out someone else's. So that that's the key part of, because it is, you know, the things I thought were controlling my life weren't controlling my life. Those were just band-aids for something else that I had to take care of that maybe had been overlooked. Maybe I just out of fear, didn't want to go back to that for whatever reason, but just having the flexibility to, to kind of create and revisit and make my story, my story. I love that. That's such a beautiful way to put it. And I I thank you for sharing that, right? Because, or that visual specifically of, you know, if I paint this line and I say, you can only walk on this line, it's only going to work this way. You are, you're setting yourself up to fail, right? Because that's my line and that's what already worked for me. And that line wasn't ahead of me. I created that line as I went along, right? No two people are the same. So I I love that you share that. That's such a beautiful image, you know, that like, I'm going to give you a line as guidance and then you do your thing and create your own unique path and your own unique journey. And that is so, so special. So I think it's really interesting that you, you came in and you took that on and you really, you know, you, you, you ran with it. It's, it's super inspiring. Thank you. So, you know, another thing I like to ask people, Carlton, you know, everyone has different like moments on their journey. And sometimes I refer to them as like turning points. Do you feel like you had any big like turning points on their journey? For example, some people will, you know, some people we enroll over the phone and some people, you know, will do like a webinar or something to enroll. And I'll share now we didn't do this when we were on the phone together, but I'll share a little bit about my background and my journey and rock bottom story and stuff like that. And a lot of people will express like when I heard that story, like there's this moment that I always describe laying on the kitchen floor. Right. And they say like, that's when I knew that like, if you could get out of that place, I could, you know, heal or whatever. Do you feel like there are any significant turning points in your journey? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, as you pro- progress through the program and it was the whole protector thing for me, I mean, people call them various things, triggers, I mean, whatever, but the protector and putting that vision into my head and what that looked like for me, um, you know, if I would get those feelings or those nudges from what I now know are my protectors and I didn't like it like I didn't like the way it made me feel I didn't like being anxious I didn't like feeling overwhelmed 
So my immediate solution was to cover it up with alcohol. Well, I never understood what they were trying to protect me from. And it, now I can see it as it's a good thing. And where I heard it before as, oh my word, it's time to grab a drink or isolate or run or whatever. Now it's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. If I take this drink, I don't, I will never figure out like what you're trying to show me. So it's crazy. I have these little conversations with my protectors. And like I've mentioned earlier, like I pray for them each morning, you know, just give me some wisdom. Um, you know, I no longer, and it's, it, it all boils down to like what works for you. Right. Um, I, I, I no longer see it as a bad thing. Um, you know, if, if I'm off, like, it's not a bad thing. I'm off. So why am I off? What's making me feel this way? Like, okay, what are you trying to get me to understand? And, you know, sometimes it's quickly, sometimes it's slowly, but to know that they're there to help guide me in a positive way, if I make that choice. So that was literally and like I said, it did, that's later on in the program. And if I had stayed in those early modules trying to perfect them, I wouldn't have gotten to that point where it's like, okay, do I just need to do like a quick meditation? Do I need to give myself a butterfly hug to just chill out? Like, where's this coming from? <clears throat> so that's super powerful. And again, thank you for sharing the protectors or did I, I can't recall actually, even if I, in the program, do I talk about the movie flubber? I don't remember that. No. Do you, did you ever see the movie flubber with uh, Robin Williams from the nineties? No. So it's, he's plays this scientist character and he creates this like, you know, like gooey, whatever thing that comes to life. And it's just like this very basic outlined shape. And it's yeah. this like gel thing and it's character and it's called flubber. Right. And I, it doesn't speak or anything. It just like, just like jiggles around. Right. And, you know, for me, that's how I visualize my protectors is like flubber. If you get a chance after this, look it up. They're hilarious and they're cute. And um, that, that was like a really interesting way for me to visualize it. Right. Cause it's this really cute character. Love Robin Williams. Loved that movie. And the, you know, the way you describe, like your protectors are trying to tell you something, right? And this isn't till later in the program. But if you imagine flubber, this like just very basic shape, I would imagine like my protectors like holding up a enormous billboard that just like says my name, like, hey, Kay, here's an issue. And it's just like trying to like flash it in my face. Right. And like all my life, I was like, nope, <laughs> nope. I'm just going to pretend yeah. I don't see that, right? <laughs> For sure. It's, it's really powerful when you can see that and when you can acknowledge, okay, something's wrong why, you know, what is this trying to tell me? What, where is this coming from? And when you can approach it with love, or like you said, like prayer, that's an awesome way to approach it and an awesome way to individualize that process. So that's super powerful. I'm glad that was a turning point. That's a really fun moment for, for me as a coach to see that like when people get that concept, cause it's a little bit abstract. And at the same time, it's very simple to understand, but it takes a little leap and kind of a little trust to be like, okay, like we're going to try this. We're going to lean into this. Uh, and you know, I've, I've tried to describe that sometimes to like friends when friends are curious about certain aspects of what we do. And I remember describing it to this one friend, we like had dinner and we we're sitting around on his couch 
and I was just like going off. Right. I was just like, just going, going, going. And he was looking at me and he was like, wow, I'm really glad I don't have those problems. <laughs> you know, And I was like, if you did, you'd understand this a lot better. So that's, that's a really cool kind of turning point to have and a, a special skill now to have as well. Yeah. So in regards to wins, you know, what would you say is your biggest, your biggest win so far, right? You're like still like fresh kind of to the program. What would you say is, is your biggest win so far, or maybe your favorite win or most significant win? Well, you know, there, there's a few that actually stack up and they're, they're kind of like the dominoes. One has led to the other, but, um, you know, just to have an understanding of getting closer to the root, even to those things, maybe I haven't really gotten to the awareness to know that the, my bigger issues are handled, but there may be some smaller ones that come up along the way. Um, just the fact that I have not had any alcohol um, is a win. Um, and then again, this comes later in the program. It's the, the communication, you know, the prior, it was, you know, that fear of what will they say? How will they react and never having a proper communication or putting up the boundaries and just to be able to say like, I, this is where I'm going and it doesn't include these types of conversations any longer. So if I have to check out, this is why. And, you know, one of the conversations was actually with my mother. And when I could have an adult conversation and say, this is what's happened. And this is how it's affected me. And I'm no longer going to allow these conversations to keep coming up. You know, I'm, that was your story. I mentioned this, that was your story and you're wanting me to live out the rest of your story through me. And that's not my passion. And so if I check out like this and she had no idea, like she was even doing that and had done it since a child, you know, that was one of my biggest things, you know, you mentioned your brother. So she, you know, my passion was athletics. You know, I still graduated top of my class but she has a graduate degree, graduated magna cum laude, like all this, right? And I still, because I chose to focus on my athletics that I was passionate about, making A's weren't a priority for me. Like if I graduate, I graduate. So what? I don't want, I don't care to be magna cum laude, right? So that's not going to change, mom. Guess what? I'm not going back to school to live that out for you it's not happening so there's no need to talk about it any longer so that's so powerful and I, I love that you share that because you know I, I say this a lot life happens in the little moments and it's the little conversations and the little things right like not many people get bitten by an elephant right but almost everyone's been bitten by a mosquito right and it's, it's like, it's the little things that get you and bother you and start to add up and kind of add up on that threshold. And I think, especially when 
for a lot of people, they have this experience and, and me as well along my healing journey, as you grow and grow in this work and do more and more, like you start to see, like you deal with the past and then you just, you, then you can focus on the future. Right. And we call it, you want to get in you want to get out, like get in, do what needs to be done and then get out, you know, and there's a time and place for being in there. And then you kind of start to see how so many people live in the past and live in these old patterns and these old stories. And the more that you do that work, sometimes what happens is kind of the bigger the divide is. And I don't mean divide necessarily in an emotional way, uh, rather in it just becomes more and more obvious where you are and where they continue to be for not doing the kind of amount of work or having the awareness or different things like that. And communication is a great bridge for that for a lot of people, you know, because most of the time people aren't out to get you, you know, people aren't trying Correct. to hurt you. It's that's just the way that they are and the way that they live. Uh, so I think that's, that's super, super powerful. That communication element. I love that you use that word. Communication is, is so, so powerful. And also in yeah. regards to wins, right? Like no alcohol. That's amazing. That's an yeah. enormous, enormous win. Well, and you know, it's funny because <laughs> prior to the program and even starting the program I had kind of I wouldn't say checked out but I had in my mind was going to take the rest of the year to just kind of get everything back together start next year like out of the gates and then you know a friend of mine mentioned um and it, kind of, it relates to the program. It says, he said, look, man, always be grateful, but never satisfied. And I thought, okay. <laughs> and it's crazy. Like the past few weeks, stuff has just been coming to me. You know, for instance, a, a buddy of mine reached out that was struggling with certain things. And, you know, I, could, I was able to help him. And then, you know, I'm doing a five-day challenge in a group that talks about mindset, nutrition, and the soul journey. And I'm just like, wow, wait a second. And I'm, I mean, it's just, so here I am thinking I was just going to chill, work on myself, which I am, but at the same time, being able to help people in a time frame that I wasn't anticipating. And it's great. You know, it's great. So that is so awesome. And it is so funny. It's counterintuitive, right? The more that you give to yourself, the more that you focus on yourself, the easier and the better that you can serve everyone else in your life. And I remember having a early on, I don't want to call it an argument, but I was talking to this woman and we were kind of going back and forth and she was kind of seeking some help. And I was like, listen, she had this, this son that was special needs. And I was like, listen, you have to make some time for yourself. Like, and he was special needs. He was high functioning special needs. You know, she could absolutely take this time for herself. And she was like, no, if I take my time for myself, like my son doesn't get it. I said, listen, if you take the time for yourself, your son gets it 10 X. He gets it that much more when you Correct. And it was an amazing conversation. Cause I think especially parents, but it's, it's not intuitive for all of us to turn inward, to help everyone outwards. And it's, so interesting because once you start to do it you start to see it and it comes right. out in spades and i love how you said like all of a sudden like all these kind of like doors are opening or i forget the exact words that you use but like 
these things are happening. These things are coming to me. They're landing in my lap. Right. And it seems to happen that way when you're focused on the most important thing and then everything else starts to kind of ripple effect. Right. But fall into place. Correct. Correct. And the reality is too, is, you know, just by utilizing some of the things that were implemented throughout the program, I am actually working on myself when I'm helping others as well through the same experience or a similar experience, even though, you know, one of the challenges that I've faced in the past was, you know, you, and this is what I think is so key and why it's so independent, right? <clears throat> is it's easy for me to tell or share things that to do, put into practice, whatever. I can draw you the roadmap. But the one thing I don't know that I can't experience is what you're feeling. And for me, that was such a huge part of my independence is like, you know, I've heard for just let it go. Just let it go. Well, hey, that's easy for me to tell you. But man, you don't know like what I'm actually feeling. And so we don't, we might have ex experienced the exact same thing, but felt completely opposite during the process. So that's what I think is really cool. So I, you know, I can share and then get feedback. And then, you know, that's, that's the one thing that we can't feel, you know, and I, I would consider myself empathic. Like I do absorb people, but the feeling I have over something, it, it can be completely different than the emotion and the feeling behind something that you experience. So that's why I like the whole independent thing. And, you know, for someone to say confidently, like, hey, look, these are the tools, man. Play with them. Add as many that work. Throw, throw the ones that don't work out. Build. Build on those tools. But at the end of the day, you know, I have to be accountable to myself and take care of me, whatever, whatever tools I can use, whatever visualizations that work for me today, that's what I use. So. That is so powerful. Again, bringing it back to that sense of independence. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you mentioned, right? Like emotions themselves, like the, the words that we use, we have concepts for those emotions, for example, anger, right? I could mean one thing when I say anger, that means something completely different to you. And so you can't know what someone else is feeling, even if you're using the same words, even if someone's saying, I'm feeling lonely and angry and hurt and sad, you really right. have no idea. We have concepts. They might match up hundred percent. They might match up likely nothing matches up hundred percent. It gets lost in that translation because, you know, we yes. don't have all, we don't have the vocabulary to describe things like that. And so I think it's really powerful that you kind of acknowledge that and then work with that, right. And kind of use that in, as that part of your journey, that's like, okay, I need to be responsible for me, which is another thing I love. And I need to do what works best for me. And I need to play with these tools and I need to find my own kind of path because we all do have our own path and our own journey and here's the resources and you have to you know take what works and, and leave what doesn't and you know try it all and see kind of what sticks so that's super super powerful that you, you shared that and that you know you find that you're it's just amazing when you do that work on yourself 
how how that ripples out. It's it's unbelievable to me even still. You know, I think about the time that I spent on myself, and I, at the time I thought it was so so selfish. You know, I stepped away from friends and family and my relationship, everything, and it it continues to give in spades to me and everyone in my life now. And it seemed like an enormous sacrifice. And I know it will continue even further, you know, down the line when I have kids and, you know, hopefully down, down, down the line when I have grandkids or whatever happens, you know, for the next 40, 60, 80 years, it's going to continue to give and it compounds on that. And if you think about with each person that you give to, you not only give to them, but they also now get to give to the people in their life. It's this huge, enormous, enormous kind of like global, it sounds like a little silly, but like global ripple effect of- taking that time for you. Well, and too, a lot of times it's, and I'll kind of use it in comparison to like going through the program, maybe as quickly as I did. I may not realize that every things are getting planted right away, but they're getting planted. Some things just take root quicker than others. And those are what I build on, but the seeds are still planted. And you mentioned, you know, generation, 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 like I've become more aware of, you know, maybe some seeds that I've planted in the past with my kids, you know, it's easy to say, well, but to go back and say, look, you know, my, my parents aren't at fault. They did their best. They did what they were taught. You know, they didn't have these tools. So my passion is, you know, that middle school to college kids, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm having conversations with adults now that are going through struggles and it's, well, this is, you know, this is just, it runs in our family, you know, da, 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 da. But the opposite can run true too, like generationally. I mean, you do have that choice, um, that awareness. And I am 100% confident that in our development stages, as we start realizing life as maybe an adult, young adult, these things are get, those seeds are planted and they ripple out a lot of times in a negative way. And then at some point you get to my age and you're like, I'm sick and tired of this. Well, how about if we plant those seeds to our younger generations, even if they don't take root, you know, for instance, I grew up, my dad was a neat freak, right? Basically, by him being that way, I didn't ever have to clean my room because I knew he would take care of it. However, the seed was planted when I went to college and I was on my own. I found myself cleaning everything, making my bed every day. Not that I had done it, but that was just what I knew. Like, I didn't like a messy room. Hey, there's no one here to clean it up for me except me. So I'm going to handle it. So it's about planting those seeds. And, you know, that's, that's really where my passion is right now um, and down the road. So that is awesome, Carlton. You speak right to my heart with two things there. Number one, that, that age group, right? So my background's in elementary education. So in the late summer of this coming year of 2022, I'll be building a curriculum based on the program for kind of each age group and, and working to get that, you know, there's a longer term plan there, but kind of get that into, into the laps of those people, of those kids. When I did my student teaching, I remember they send you to the worst districts in the state when you're doing your student teaching. 
and I was in a third grade classroom and, you know, the, all these kids from the worst district, low income, really bad kind of life, really bad, you know, environment at home. And the teacher's trying to teach math and like, no one's paying attention. Now the third grade, no one's paying attention. And I remember sitting with one of the kids. I was like, what, you know, what's going on? And, you know, I was talking to him and he told me about all these negative things were happening at home. I was like, of course you can't learn math. You can't learn math when all these bad things are happening at home, right? It's does, it doesn't matter. It's not important. Correct. You know, so to teach these things first so that they can develop into, it, you know, these Correct. well-rounded adults so that we don't have to do all this undoing later on down the road. So at Correct. least some foundations are there. And you spoke to me again. My dad was extremely type A to the point, you know, he would ask me to do something and then I wouldn't. And then he would just do it because he couldn't stand it. His <laughs> yeah. country is alphabetized. And, yeah. you know, as I got older and I, I moved out and stuff, he would, he had this saying like a job's not finished until it's cleaned up. And I would never do it as a kid. He would always clean up for right. me. And as I got older, I got to college, same thing. I was like, ah, this is a really good rule and it feels really good. I can't stand it when things are messy. Uh, so yeah. it is in there somewhere. So that's so powerful. And I love that, you know, your heart is in that you want to speak to that population. I'd love to do some work together someday down, down the line. Well, and then just to kind of even take that a step further, because you mentioned it, my mom also was an elementary school teacher and retired. <clears throat> so, you know, I, doing some of my inner work, you know, it's like a lot of these kids aren't as fortunate as others, right? So that's where these teachers, coaches become an integral part of their life. So, you know, the communication, the standards they hold people to, it's like the understanding and awareness of the background, um, which, you know, I wouldn't have got to the level I got to collegiately, athletically, if I didn't have that coach that took over when my father couldn't. And, you know, it's funny, I recently had a conversation with him and I'm just like, you know, he's teaching mindset without back in the day, this stuff wasn't even talked about. Right. Or if it was, you know, this inner healing, like, you never hear any of that, but he was doing it without knowing he was doing it. That was just his character. Right. And so he was like a father figure to me, like all year round, you know, took the time, the way he spoke, you know, he, it was always wins. It was always wins. You know, it was never focused on the negative or to hold you to some standard that may or may not be a realistic standard for some. Right. So, you know, the, I was just having a conversation today with a girl and her daughter's seven. And she's like, can you believe it? We were talking about this. She's like, yeah, they're already giving her grades in school. And I was like, hey, well, only you can set the expectation to what those grades actually mean. You know, it's like your expectation could be an A or you're a failure, which in my case, that was a lot of me growing up. Or, hey, you made a C you know what? That's okay. Let's stop. Do you want to make C's? Is that kind of where you're at? Or let's look at it. What could you have done better? And what will we do better? And hey, maybe you get a B minus next time. That's a win instead of, oh my God, you didn't get an A again. So it's again, it's that ripple effect that's just hammered home from such a young age subconsciously. It's like, 
that becomes who you are. It really so then does. later in life, you get in the corporate world and it's like, you've heard all this stuff and then you make a mistake on that level. And maybe your boss says, oh my God, I can't believe you. Here we go. We start playing it. You know what? Maybe I am a failure. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe this job just sucks for me, right? And it just carries out into your relationships. Uh, it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's unreal. And sometimes I describe it like trauma in general, but the beliefs that we hold and the way that we live our life, it, they get formed very, very young, right? And so if you break your arm, and you don't heal it. You don't give it the attention that it needs to heal, to heal properly. It's like every single time, you know, you put a shirt on or someone bumps into you slightly or, you know, it, it rains. It's going to be excruciating because it didn't ever fully heal. And so those little moments where they could be little moments and they really in reality should be in our little moments, they sure. touch that just ever so slightly and it's excruciating and it kind of leads you down that path again and again. And so when we don't have those foundations, right, or we don't know how to reset those foundations, heal those foundations, whatever it is, it's that is the tape, right, that plays forever. And the, the way that we look at the world, it's unbelievable. And I had probably now an opposite experience for you, right? My brother, collegiate, like just brainiac, absolute brainiac left the house one time without pants, but absolute brainiac, right? And me, on the other hand, not a brainiac, really struggled in school. And I remember one time, still can't spell, right? But I remember one time I studied so hard for this spelling test and my parents helped me and I was so, so fortunate that they were willing to help me. And I got a C plus and I brought it home and I was like, I'm so sorry, right? Because my brother, A, 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 didn't do any work, just got A's. And they were like, no, this, you worked so hard for this you earned this. You worked so hard for this. And I remember just being like, oh, yes, great. That's excellent. Right. And so it, it kind of built this like, oh, that doesn't really mean anything. It's if you work for it, that's what, you know, you get, get the results. So it was really kind of a special thing. And it does, it happens at that young age. So that's a, it's, it's so, so interesting to be aware of that and that you were able to speak to that and say like, Hey, they're going to give grades. You're the one that dictates what this actually means. So that's Correct. super special. <clears throat> so Carlton, question for you, you know, what would you say to someone who maybe doesn't believe that healing is possible, doesn't believe that, you know, recovery and, and, and just, just growth in general, believes that they're kind of stuck where they are and they're going to be like that for forever? Well, those are all those limiting beliefs that like we've just talked about plays forward and it's the fear because the anticipated hurts and pains of moving forward outweigh their belief or desire or intention to want to move forward so what i see a lot of times and my myself included um you know i've been you get in this comfortable spot and it's okay, like I've managed this myself. I, this is where I'm at. It's never going to get any better. I can assure you with that mindset, it won't. And in fact, it's most likely going to continue to get worse. Um, 
you know, for me, it was just, I know, I know it can get better. And you, we talk about it in the program, you take that limited belief and you put it on trial, right? What's the opposite of that limiting belief? And then, you know, for me, it's about believing it. Like we can talk it, we can write the positive affirmation. And I love sharing this with others because I was the one that had 25 affirmations on my mirror. And that's great, right? It sounds great. Other people are doing it. They've had success with it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many times I went through those positive affirmations. Like I didn't ever memorize all 25. I didn't really believe them. It was like, okay, I, just, just a reading. But I really like how you take that limited belief, put it on trial, create a new belief, right? <clears throat> that creating that reference, that one that sticks out with it and then associate a feeling with that. And so those are like, and even, it's crazy because, you know, I, I do some acting, right? But I'm horrible at memorizing scripts. And what I actually learned through this is because I just read through them. And I, in my mind, I think, well, if I just read it enough times, I'll get it. It'll sink in. But for me, like I will take and I start out with just one and I wanted to know the belief, the positive belief. And I wanted to know that reference that goes along with that. And at the end of the day, those are that's my sword. Like I, my largest limiting belief, I, I made it a positive affirmation with that um, belief with a reference and then the feeling. And what's cool about that, now I'm up to five, right? Is I write them down each morning. And what's cool, like I know the I am, right? I know the I am's by heart. I know the, the reference by heart. But when I close and close my eyes and repeat those each morning, five times each, the feelings can differ. So, you know, for instance, one of mine is I am loved, right? Well, and then the reference was, so tomorrow when I say that, I may have three different feelings with that. But when I get this, something from the outside or that whatever, that makes me feel unloved, I can go right to, I am loved because blah, and this makes me feel da, 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 da. And it's just kind of like my, my sword, if you would, like, that's my battle cry, right? No, uh-uh, no, I am loved, right? So that has really helped for me. And again, like I said, I've worked with a lot of people, you know, the that do certain things and then they wonder why certain things aren't happening. And it becomes with that belief, like you can say you believe stuff, but do you really like, that was me. Like, do you really believe it? Like in your soul, like without a doubt, that's why you put it on trial. That's why you pick that strongest reference point as confirmation. You know, it could be like you said, well, um, you know, I can't do this. Well, you can do this. And the many people have done it. 
you're you're not unique and going to be the only one that gets through it. Other people are doing it. So what makes you think that you can't? It's the belief, right? Because you believe you can't. And you're right. You either believe you can or you can't. Neither one of them's right. That is so, so powerful, Carlton. Thank you for sharing that. That is my favorite content in the program, the belief work, hands down. For a lot of people, it's like the first big moment where they're like, dang, like that's a big difference where they start to, in a more gentle way, typically kind of dig into like, why do I believe this? And what, like, how do I put this on trial and like really start to, there's a lot of legwork that goes into that, right? And I think intrinsically as human beings, like, if you just ask me to do something and you don't give me a reason, unless we have rapport, I'm not going to do that thing. If you give me, if you give anyone a compelling enough reason, they'll do anything for you. Right. And the same is true with yourself. You can just say this, say this, say this, but if you don't give a reason, there's going to be nothing behind it. There's nothing deeper than that. Right. You can just say anything that you want. It doesn't necessarily make it true. You need something deeper than that. So that's, that's super special. And I'm glad that you found that really, really powerful and that you're like, you're, I love that you started with one and then added on. That's the way to do that work. I love that your feelings vary and you let those things vary and you let the variables come in there because that's extra, extra powerful. Amazing, amazing work with that, Carlton. Amazing. So a kind of final question, or if there's anything else you want to talk about, we can, of course, chat, but I don't want to keep you too, too long here. You know, what would you say to someone if you, if you want, you know, you certainly don't have to, but what would you say to someone who's like, you know, kind of on the fence about joining the program and kind of getting involved in, in this as part of their, their healing journey and their recovery journey? Oh, well, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, um, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Now's the time. It's, uh, and I don't, I heard this recently. I don't know if it was in any of your content, but I absolutely love this. I think it was with another coach, a business coach that I work with, but uh, it could be. So if it was you, credits due. I love this. But it's this kid takes, he has a tree and he goes to the wise man. And the kid, you know, wants to, he asks the wise man, he says, so when should I plant this tree? And the wise man says, yesterday was your best choice, but right now is your next best. And I, that just hit me. It's like, wow. Yeah. I put it off maybe yesterday, but right now is my opportunity right now. So right now is your opportunity. Carlton, that's amazing. And I don't, I don't think that's anywhere in the program. Um, and that's such a powerful thing hearing that. Like, that's one of those things that like, I feel like every time I hear it, it could give me chills, right? And it gave me chills just to hear that. Like, that's true of anything and everything, right? Yesterday was your best bet. And now, now, now is what you have. Now is all that you have. And all the time, you know, when, after I did my healing, I got to this point where I was healed. And I would look back and be like, I wish I did this 15 years ago. This is stupid. You know, like now that I know how to do it, it's like, 
why didn't I do it before? And obviously I didn't know how to do it before. Right. But like you could spend your whole life wishing that you did it before you can take action now and be getting it done now. And there's uh, this quite a bit older, um, Jim, have you ever heard of Jim Rohn? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he has a saying now I might be inverting it. Um, I think he typically says like failure is the inability to do, you know, to make the right choices every day. Right. And so by the inverse success is the ability to just make the right choices each day. And like, that's where I kind of have this saying, I say to myself all the time, life happens in the little moments. It's the choices that you make today. It's the actions that you make today and tomorrow and the next day. It's the daily things that give you the overall result and give you the outcome that you're seeking. So I appreciate you sharing that, Carlton. I think it's amazing. Is there anything else you want to touch base on or cover? You know, I just, just to kind of add on to that, you know, it's, uh, I'm sure you've heard of Mel Robbins. She has a book out that I read a couple years ago. Um, but she talks about that five, four, three, two, one. And it's, we have five seconds to react on a certain thought. Otherwise we start building on it. So I, I thought about you as I started the program and you and your alarms and putting it over there, get up right away. Well, that's something I've implemented in my life for the past few years. Like when I wake up, I don't, fortunately, I don't have to set an alarm now. I'm up between four and four thirty, anyway, but the alarm goes off five, four, three, two, one, get up and go. Otherwise you're sitting there. Oh my God, it's warm. Uh, and the same thing with this. Per- oh, it sounds nice. Uh, you're telling all, you're giving yourself all the reasons why you can't versus just doing. So five, four, three, two, one, go, go. You heard it from the master there. Just that's a win. That's it. That's all that it is, right? Just show up to the webinar, get on the phone with us. That's the one thing. I, I don't know if you remember when you booked a call, after there was like this page that said like, thank you. Hey, congratulations. And a little video that I recorded. I don't know if you watched that all the way to the end. And at the end, I basically begged people. I'm like, listen, please, please. Like you got this far, you booked the call. Please pick up the phone when we call. That is the only way that we can help you. Let's just start there. You already booked a call. That's excellent. Now let's just take the next step. And then all we have to do is take the next step and take the next step right now. AA is famous for the, you know, alcoholic anonymous. They're famous for one day at a time. And it's an excellent, excellent mindset. And it's just, it boils down to one step at a time, right? You don't have to climb this entire mountain. Carlton, you were talking about overwhelm. I had this protector. I kind of think of it as more of like a tick than a protector where I would feel overwhelmed and I'd be like, oh, I can't do any of this. And I would just run a bath and take a bath yeah. and like do some candles and stuff. And, yeah. you know, overwhelm happens because, you know, you, you, you think your abilities are here and you think the abilities you need to perform a task are all the way up here because you're looking at this entire mountain, but the reality is you can do anything. Anyone can do anything, right? Everest is climbed in steps. If you take steps in some way, shape or form, you can complete that task. Right. So I think it's, it's awesome. And just mindset wise, keep chipping away at every day and every part of this journey. Well, and two, just to kind of anyone that's interested is, you know, and I, I'm at fault for this as well, is you see someone, let's say like yourself, for instance, that they've got it, they've got it. And then there's this comparison 
well, I can't do that. I don't have the time. I don't, don't, I can't, I can't. Right. But like you said, at the end of the day, it's just one step, like one step and you can, like I'm prime example, like you can do it quickly. It's just one, how motivate. There's one thing, our greatest assets time. And we all have that in common. We all have the same 24 hours. So if getting up 30 minutes earlier, five minutes earlier than what you're accustomed to, start out. It's a win. Five minutes earlier than yesterday is a win towards your goal. If you want to get up an hour earlier, start out slow. Like That's exactly it. And you just have to build on that. And people will say that sometimes. They'll say, hey, you're young, you're energetic, you're so happy. I'm like, you're looking at chapter like 300. Exactly. I didn't get out of bed for a very long time. You know what I mean? So like no, no one is recording webinars and content at rock bottom, you know, exactly. Just something to think about. So that it's so powerful and and that's what it is. And that's why we focus so, so much on those wins because they are vital and they are so important. And that's why that's the reason that I'm, you know, conducting these interviews and doing this because I want people to hear other people winning. It's not all about full recovery and getting to this magic finish line. Like that's great. And that's the goal that we're aiming for. And at the same time, that happens because of these little wins. It happens because of these moments. So I I really appreciate you being on here, Carlton, to to share those and to have this conversation. And um, it's, it's been an honor to work with you so far. I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of our journey together. If you ever want to pop back on because you have more, more positive things to say or rather more wins and just things you want to chat about. And I'd be absolutely grateful to, uh, to get back on and chat. Again, thank you so, so awesome. much, Carlton. Yep. Thank you. So I look and forward. Brad. Yeah. And oh, Brad. he doesn't get enough credit. You hear me on the Q and A's trying to like give him credit. He does yeah. not get enough credit. <laughs> yeah. Well, not that he needs his ego fed by any means, but we appreciate him as well. Well, thank you. And I, I will absolutely let him know that. And he, um, he took the brunt of it when we were going through the journey. He was the one that he, he really, he did. And he was the one that said, this has to be possible. You know, I, I seem like this great, you know, kind of front person. And like, I, I seem like for a lot of people like this hero who was at rock bottom and was like, you know what, it is possible. and went through this like great cinematic journey. And it wasn't like that. You know, he was the one that planted that seed. Like life can't be like this. There has to be a way to do this. And he, he did that for me, which is, you know, why we have what we have. And he's done a lot more as I'm sure you've heard in the Q and A's. Um, so, so thank you for sharing that Carl. And I'll cut you loose. Thank you again so okay. much for being here. Uh, I really appreciate it. For those of you listening, just know that healing is possible. Growth is possible. You just got to keep taking steps. Um, Carlton, again, I'm so proud of you. Keep rocking and rolling. Keep taking action. And I will, uh, I'll see you very soon. Absolutely. Bye. Bye, Carlton.